how's everything going everybody so just recording on this right now see how it goes um welcome to the lion man school of rewilding i'm so happy to be here um it's a beautiful day here in chestnut ridge new york i'm recording um i'm really proud to be here again it's been a while since i've recorded and i'm coming from um the lion man school of rewilding i started this um business in 2018 actually here and our mission is to provide survival skills to every student in the world that wants to learn and we believe it's a birthright and uh, environmental right that we all learn these ancient skills and ancient technologies so my um, purpose with this podcast um, is to be a survival skills podcast so we're gonna talk about different skills different things like that um, and there's not many my survival skills podcasts out there so we're really happy to be able to offer that um, so I want to reach new audiences with this. I want to talk to new people, and um, I like being in the in the spotlight. Fortunately, so this really helps me, and um, I think that we're, it's going to be really great. So I'm really happy to be here, um, learning, um, looking to make new perspectives, um, create new perspectives to talk to new people. Um, my one of my intentions is to interview people here, interview mentors, elders, uh, people in my field that are doing some amazing things. So. Um, and then, uh, obviously, promote what we're doing. Uh, our brand, the Lion Man School of Rewilding, is um, right now based in Florida, uh, in the United States. But we're expanding uh, globally with new things. So right now, um, we're offering some wonderful things. I'll tell you right now what we're offering. Um, and then we're going to get to the meat of the podcast. Um, so we're offering right now, if you go to my website, and all these will be in the show notes, um, uh, which I'm still learning. So bear with me. I'm learning how to do all these show notes. Um on uh, uh, for for um, this is gonna be on on Spotify on YouTube um, so uh, we'll have show notes here well so we're offering is um, if you go to my website the lineman school lineman school of rewilding .com, um, slash shop we have a free class that we're offering like a one-time class an hour class where we'll meet and we'll work on different things we have a kind of a, a, a jump in uh one on, we have like a jump in camp program like a three-month kind of thing going on where uh kids can jump in at any time um and families can jump in at any time and learn what we're doing um we have a customizable family survival skills class which is a one-time four-hour class um and we focus on uh, many different subjects right now we're focusing on wilderness um uh, search and rescue um, and we're also focusing on stone and shell tools um, uh, stone tools and shell tools we're working on foraging medicinal plants and uh, primitive fishing stuff and then we have a year-long program right now a course for schools where we'll meet every we'll, we'll come to your school right now just in Florida um, but we're expanding and then we'll we'll meet multiple times a month and we'll work on different skills um, and so we're really excited about everything that we're offering and working on some new referral and sponsorships with our website um, right now we've been with our newsletter we send out foraging friday um, i'll have to put in the show notes too um, where we'll do uh we'll do um obviously i talk about this podcast um that we're recording now but we'll also talk about things that we sponsor uh sponsoring that we're collaborating with like food forests where you know we'll connect with companies that provide food forests to homeowners so that they can have food in their backyards as well um so but today um that was a little bit of introduction so um shameless plug right there shameless plug 
So um, I hope everybody's feeling great. Um, and so today we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about a plan of the week, a plant of the week, and we're going to talk about archaeology, and then we'll conclude. So the plan of the week today is going to be. Um, uh, black walnut, American walnut. Um, I'm actually looking at a beautiful tree right now. Has these uh, compound leaves, and these trees go to mature to be about, say, about 50 feet. Um, there's many different uses from the wood to the sap that you can turn into syrup. Um, the the nuts are like English walnuts, um, and you could remove the husk um, and dry the nut and eat it. And it's so delicious. It has this like very creamy, pungent taste to it. It's super tasty, very fatty. It's a great food, um, obviously for wildlife, but also for humans. Um, and so it's just, you can store it for the winter. Um, and the medicinal properties include, mostly it's uh, indicated for the husks, where you could uh, kind of tincture that and becomes a very dark liquid um, in a tincture form. A tincture is something that you, um, is a, is a medium to extract the medicine so taking the husks from black walnut you throw that into you know something like organic vodka or, or a local brandy and then you could have a tincture that you could store in your medi your medicine cabinet um a little bit about um a little bit more about uh black walnut um again it's uh there's some interesting uses um as you go in the North American ethnobotanical database is really cool. So we're going to draw a lot about that, but this will be all in the show notes. Um, but when I type in uh, black walnut, let's see what comes up. A database of, it's a database of foods, drugs, dyes, and fibers of Native American people derived from plants. So when you search black walnut, you have 78 matches. Um, so the first, uh, the way they say it is they have their the tribe, um, and then, and then they have uh, the use. So, uh, again, the Pomo used it um, or use it, past and 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 present. Pomo Cherokee are indicated here. The Pomo Cher uh, the Cherokee Nation, um, the Delaware Nation, the Huma Iroquois or the Haudenosaunee. Um, Iroquois is a French name for the people. Uh, and then, are they indicating any other tribes? Let's say. Iroquois, uh, Kiawa, Lakota, Meskwaki, uh, Omaha, and Pawnee, Ponca, Rappahannock, uh, Winnebago. So there's everything from using the nuts to, for soup to make dyes, um, internally for getting rid of parasites. Um, they use it for diarrhea, dysentery. Um, Again, it's used as a food, as a, as a dye, a black dye. Um, going through it right now, snake bite remedy. So the Meskwaki used the coiled and charred twig bark, an old bark, applied in water for snake bite. Um, cathartic, so it help you throw up if you have a poison or if you need to throw up uh, as a food. Uh, the Kiawa, you also, they boiled the roots to make a bluish black dye, which I never heard about, uh, for buffalo hides. Uh, prevent mosquito, uh, preventative for mosquito bites. Um, oh, so the Iroquois, the Haudenosaunee, uh, the nut meat oil, um, meaning they make the, you can make oil from the nuts, like um, like olive oil. You can make um, a nut oil, like acorns can make nuts too. Uh, acorns can make oil too. So um, extracting the oil, the the Haudenosaunee uh, 
would take the oil from it, mix it with bear grease, and use it for mosquito bites. Um, so it's a really tasty food. I, I really like it a lot. When you go to Wikipedia, um, so the, the, the Latin name is Juglans Nigra. Um, and I'm going to look mostly at the medicinal properties. Um, let's see about the, uh, uh, as a food and as a medicine, let's see. Um, industrial pests, oleopathy. So they have lots of th different things, but um, I'm guessing the, the main, uh, ju the juglin, I think juglin is going to be, oh, you can also make sap, like I said that. Um, juglin is um, named after juglin's nigra. So juglin is a organic compound. I'm just going to read read from it uh, from Wikipedia. Um, is an organic compound with molecular formula C10H6O3, carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. Um, it is insoluble um, in. Um, it's both insoluble and soluble. Uh, juglins occur uh, mostly in the leaves, roots, and husks. Uh, the fruit and the bark of plants in the juglin daceae family, particularly in black walnut. Um, interesting, the, uh, the ancient civilizations of Greece and Rome used the walnut for its cytotoxic properties. Um, cytotoxic means um, uh, toxic to cells. Um, and um, I've heard of things using it, people using, um, people using it and natives using it for uh, fish poisons too. Um, I've never experimented with that. Um, it's been used um, in the early 1900s. The doctors in America, when herbalism was very popular here, they used it for the treatment of several skin diseases. Um, um, they, didn't, they don't say what uh, diseases that they, that they have. Um, uh, but uh, let's see. So there's a lot of different uses. It's a great, um, it's a really wonderful tree. Um, and it's a real, it adds a lot of value to your, obviously to med your medicinal cabinets, um, to your kitchens as a food, as an oil, uh, as a, as a syrup even. Um, and it's a beautiful, as a beautiful tree. Um, so, and then, so, um, transitioning now to my, um, to my little archeology, span archeology research, um, been researching, tracking, I'm trying to understand tracking, um, I guess from a, until I really meet a mentor in tracking that could um, kind of take me by hand a little bit. You know, I, I have a really strong suit in ethnobotany, but it's been a long time since I've kind of studied tracking. Um, it's very interesting. So this is one book. Um, it's the Cyber Tracker Network, which is a, uh, is a network of people um, that are throughout the world, but they, they, they do a lot of certifications. And one of the certifications that they offer is like a tracking cert. Um, and so the guy who created it, um, he, he worked a lot with the indigenous peoples in, in Africa. Uh, I believe, is it the Kung or the San Bushman, or I, I think it's in South Africa, or um, I, I'm Hello, 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 okay. Sorry about that, folks. I'm just making sure that we're both online. This will also obviously have to be edited someday when we have a professional editing team. Um, so forgive me, but uh, we're just just doing it old-fashioned style here. Um, so I was saying about a uh, little tracking. So again, I'm I'm I know some stuff about tracking, gone into hunting, but obviously the so 
So, you know, just take it as a grain of salt. But this is called The Origin of Science by Louis Lindenberg. And I'm going to read... Um, what page was I on from before? Intuition. track anticipation okay um, this is from the origin of science though by him track anticipation and prediction um, page 70 in easy terrain trackers may follow a trail simply by looking for one sign after the other but in difficult terrain this can become too time-consuming instead of looking for one sign at a time the trackers place themselves in the position of their quarry in order to anticipate the route it may have taken they didn't decide in advance where they can expect to find signs instead of wasting time looking for them. Trackers may look for spore or, or tracks in obvious places such as openings between bushes and thick bushes. They may look for the most accessible thoroughways. Where the spore crosses an open clearing, they may, may, they may look for access ways in the other side of the clearing. If the animal was feeding, and it is known what plants it prefers, then the tracker can look ahead for plant species where the animals were most likely have been feeding. So trackers obviously have a deep understanding uh, of, of plants. Um, and so they use that, they use that, they use that for, they use that for, um, you know, they, for, for looking for animals, you know, their animals are there for a reason, right? So if they're, they're eating certain plants, then we know that um, if the, the animals are there, they're, they're eating, they're interacting with the plants. So having a deep understanding of plants obviously helps them, helps people who are interested in tracking animals. Um, continuing, animal, animals usually make use of a network of paths to move from one locality to another. It, if, it, if it is clear that an animal has been using a particular path, the path may, be, may simply be followed up to a point where it forks into two or more paths or where the animal has left the path. Where one of or several paths have been made, the trackers must, of course, determine which path that specific animal used. What's that? This may not always be easy since many animals may use the same paths. Knowledge of the terrain and animal behavior allows trackers to save valuable time by predicting the animal's movements. To be able to predict the movements of an animal, trackers must know the animal and its environment to such an extent that they can identify themselves with the animal. They must be able to visualize how the animal was moving around and place themselves in its position. So literally, trackers become the animal. And, and when hunting, when we eat an animal, when we eat anything, that, that organism becomes ourselves. So before killing something and tracking something, it's good to visualize the animal itself and where it will go. And, and, and so there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of intuition that goes into tracking, um, and so obviously the, the indigenous here are using a deep, a deep knowledge of tracking, deep knowledge of animals, and a deep knowledge of place um, in doing all this. So there's just so much experience that goes into all of this, so much knowledge of place that's going into all of this. Um, um, so that's all I have for today. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing feedback. Um, I'm my only ask is that you um, share. Uh, comment um, and like our our um, our podcast. I hope that you really did enjoy this. Um, 
and then we're going to keep getting better and better at this. It's been a while since I've recorded podcasts, so um, just learning all about the new tech and cross-posting and all this stuff. So again, this is Max from the Lineman School of Rewilding um, here in New York. Um, I'm here in New York, but um, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you for watching and taking time out of your day to do that. Um, I'm looking forward to connecting with everybody sure, shortly. Have a great day, everybody.